What a busy traffic on this Friday evening. I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes. And there is no way, I think, for me to get to the show. The Sienna T Radio Song Bank. Which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows. And my, my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of Music. Undercover. Foreign Exchange. Name that tune. And the big wheel that she spins. For who's that? Or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna t Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Hey, you, why you look so sad? Don't be so sad. i tell you what you're going to do. If you got a vino, you pour yourself a bicchiere of vino. If you don't have a vino, maybe you got a panettone, maybe you got a panini, maybe you got a cafe espresso, but you, you, you fix yourself a something bella nice and you go, go to your computer and you log on to CNT Radio. And you listen to CNT Radio, okay? You do all that? You're going to feel much better. I promise you. Alright? Ciao. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. This is the show. I cover the world of broadcasting, 
sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. for Broadcast Map with your host, Ali Musa. Good afternoon. Welcome in. We have arrived at another Monday afternoon show for Broadcast Map. This is, on the day of this recording, Monday, October the 16th, 2023. And boy, this is a great month for sports. Who better to talk about it than Brett Wills? Brett is a sports fan. And that is that is how we will introduce him today. Brett, good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity to join me here for your second trip. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Allie. I'm going to start. Let's I want to start with um we're going to start with some recent stuff here. I want to start by talking about what were your based on what you heard and saw or read what were your impressions of last night's game 1 between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. You know Houston has had a really good baseball team for a while um And this idea that uh, Texas has tried to break the hearts of Blue Jays fans off and on for the last little while. Um, and it's a battle of, a battle of Texas, the state of Texas. Um, I, I was really excited to to see the outcome of game one. Um, you, you've got two very, very good baseball teams. Uh, I, I do think that one through nine, that Houston probably had the better has the better team. Uh, I do believe that uh, the Rangers have the better pitching staff, um, and also, I uh, I think that they're very evenly matched when it comes to their manager Bochu versus Baker. What about uh, Alex Bregman? Your thoughts on um, on on his performance? Well, admittedly, I, I didn't get a chance to watch watch the baseball game last night. No, but overall, in overall, I I don't think you can go wrong putting Alex Bregman in the lineup ever. Honestly, if he could play 162 games, I think he would. So to see that he's been as successful as he's been throughout his career, throughout this last the, the season and now in the postseason, I'm not surprised one bit. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I I certainly see, I'll be honest, I was a little bit, um, I, I, I was a little bit surprised. I was actually, 
I'm actually cheering for the Texas Rangers in that series. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a, I'm not really much of an Astros fan anymore. And the re and um, see, after I read the truth behind what, you know, reading, cause I read Evan Drellick's book. And I think I mentioned that last time you were here um, that I, I read, uh, which is winning fixes everything. Which told the into which where he he told the entire story of what happened of the cheating scandal and what happened. I, I I that has certainly I think for me and I feel for me taken out the whole um, feeling I have for the Astros. Now they could still win. Now they now the other thing to keep in mind here too is that the Astros have not played very well at home this year. And I think that's a good point. Um, They haven't played very well. But, uh, you know, baseball... Baseball is funny in the sense that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And then you get to the, the postseason... And it's a sprint. It really is. And this idea that one team had five days off and you could theoretically say that because of that five days off, they, uh, they've lost momentum. It, uh, it, it it's really funny. Um, baseball, it, baseball is a, is a completely different animal compared to, the three other major sports leagues in North America, in my opinion. And your thoughts here before we, um, um, before we continue, before we move on uh, to the national league series with the diamondbacks and the Phillies. But actually, before I get to that, what were your thoughts before the, your initial thoughts before the Rangers and Astros series um, got started. Who were you picking um, to win uh, to win the series before it started? And did Game One change anything for you? The results of that. I I think that you probably had to lean towards having the Astros win the series. To be honest with you, but um, I, I I'm extremely happy for Bruce Bochy. Uh, and his team with the game one win. And uh, hopefully they continue with the momentum and uh, and the Astros uh, get an opportunity to go home. That's a, a very fair assessment. And um, certainly it's, it's a, um, it's a fair assessment. And, um, and uh, your thoughts, um, on the um, Phillies and the Diamondback series starting um, that starts actually this afternoon. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw Arizona play as well as they have this year and be as successful as they have this year. Uh, As a Blue Jays fan, with this idea of the trade that happened earlier this year, and having 
their catcher uh, play as well as he has and having Guriel play as well as he has. Um, in that regard, it puts a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But I, w- I mean, I wish them all the best in the world. Now, if we talk about the Phillies, we uh, we have to continue to talk about Bryce Harper, even though he's not the sole reason why the Phillies are as good as they are. They have a very good lineup. They've got quite a good pitching staff. And to have a, uh, I believe they have a Canadian manager. Yeah, Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson. Um, you know, I, I, I really, I'm pushing for the Phillies to to, to win that one uh, outright as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's it, right? I think it's. In, I mean, that's the whole point of it too. I'm um, now. Who's your who? Who are you uh, cheering for? Uh, in and how many games do you think um, um, both series will go? Uh, since we just started with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, um, who who's your pick? And how many games do you think it will go? Do you feel? I mean, I. I... It's always hard to tell. Like I said, you 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 go from uh, a marathon to a sprint when it comes to going from regular season to the playoffs. Um, I think that the Phillies have the experience to to uh, win uh, and make it quick. So I'll, I'll say that they probably win in two. Um, it's a best of seven, so. Okay, all right. Uh, my bad, uh, Ali. Uh, so, it probably will go five. Yeah, that's my thought too. Yep. You know, you got to give Arizona benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, I, you know, something. I don't, I don't see it going seven games, but I mean, you know, I, I, I always love it when a series goes to seven games because it really, it brings the intensity in it. I think you're right. Um, It's, um, it'll be a good, a good series, no matter what, Um, you know, um, we're in October and my focus has shifted to hockey. So the quicker, the, the series end, the happier I'll be. Okay. Now, I want to circle back here a little bit. I, I want to talk to you about the Blue Jays season. As we had advertised, what are your impre- what are your thoughts on how the season went? Uh, that's a really good question. And it's kind of a a sore spot for me. Express how you feel here. I I don't want to sound like a homer and I don't want to sound like uh, somebody that was believed the hype. Well, everything's allowed here, you see. Yeah, no, I I get that. I understand. And I'm grateful for that. But, um, you know, the hype was that... 
the uh, the Jays would win the AL East. They were they were good enough to win the AL East, and they they, they disappointed in the regular season. Yeah, for one reason or another. And uh, then we get to uh, the wild card, and uh, we we all know how that turned out. Uh, just the disaster of epic proportions in, in all regards, really. Yeah, no, the, the clear thing was, though, um, Brett, almost called you Brock, but oh well, um, is that um, that this, like, the, the fact is that they, they, they couldn't hit. That was the fact of it. They, 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 they couldn't hit, and that's what happened. That's why they, and they weren't able to win. They uh, against the the twins. If you look at it, they should have won. Yeah, I, I mean, well, what's what's that old adage? If uh, if you're not hitting baseballs, you're not going to win ball games. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And from what you heard and read, or or saw of the Shapiro and Atkins um, press conferences. You know what I get from this is that they honestly do not like the media, the Toronto media. They don't like the Toronto media, if you ask me. I mean, I think it goes deeper. Um, and maybe that maybe that's me talking out the wrong side of my mouth. Uh, because honestly, like, I think that the the guy signing checks should have walked into the office when they got back to Toronto and told those two, and I'll call them turkeys, because I I, I feel like they're turkeys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like they they should have been escorted out of the building and told that their services are no longer required and or necessary. Yeah, no, exactly. Yep. Because there's no... Based on what I heard, Ali, there's no accountability from those two whatsoever. Not at all. And, yep. And it appeared to me, and I'm again might be talking out of the wrong side of my mouth, that they were not they they they, they blamed their manager. Yes, it was they his did. decision. Yep. It was his decision. But I think we know from from the get go here. Uh, all the way back to when they were hired that they micromanage. And I don't think you can micromanage in sports. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's necessary. I, I, I can understand that you have conversations with your manager or in a different sport, a head coach or whatever. But it seems to me like they micromanaged. Uh, that's that seems like it's been their mo. Back to Charlie Montoya. Yeah. No. You know something. I mean, the I, honestly, it's as time is kind of going. I'm really not thrilled with their leadership. And you know. You know what I really think this team needs now? And I've said it before, 
as a joke, but I will say it again. And you can tell me how you feel. This team needs Alex back in my mind. Alex Anthopoulos. Yes. Uh, It's not going to happen. I wonder what... what the whole process was there back, back, what is it? Five years ago. They took over in, in, uh, 20, uh, just, uh, in, in 2015, uh, Alex left in 2015. Oh, eight years ago. Okay. Um, when, when you're pushing 40 life blends itself. Uh, so you do, you lose track of days and now, weeks, months and years. Yes. Now I can tell you what, what, what exactly happened behind the scenes. And you can find out, you can read into it too. I highly recommend, and maybe you already did, but I highly recommend reading John Gibbons' book, Gibby. It, it, it's on my uh, my reading list. Uh, it'll get read here in the next eight or ten weeks. Yes. Um, and... You know what he said, quote, in the book there that Alex, that the fact is that he did um, what was best for him. And he felt that moving on was in his best interest, leaving the team because he did not want to, because these guys, um, the difference between, say, the Beeston days was, was that he was that Alex was sort of able to manage and control things the way that he saw felt and quote um and and whereas under the Shapiro um sort of thing he was always going to be involved in the business side of it and he didn't want that he didn't want to be a part of it playing of true very disappointing of true But here's the thing, right? When it was announced, right? Like, see, the whole thing was is they brought though they brought Shapiro in at that time because the team was not doing so well, was not doing well, and they wanted everybody to right. The team was not doing well, and they were sort of looking. They wanted somebody to come in who would rebuild who would do a complete teardown and a rebuild. And then when Al then when Alex went out and made all those trades afterward to go all in there, I that sort of changed everything, but it couldn't have been brought back. It could not have been. But I certainly feel that what should have happened is they should have given him the job the president's job. I uh, I tend to agree with you on that. And look at what happened when he went, then he went to the Dodgers and then now he landed with the Braves. Look at all the good things he's done over there in Atlanta. It's, um, it's funny and disappointing because it seems like he was on the right track here in Toronto. 
I do wonder if this idea of getting rid of prospects and and whatnot to to acquire what he did may have been the nail in, in his coffin. But I don't know. I, I I'm really I'm on the fence as to why that would be. But that's sort of the problem here. Right? Like, because of the fact that he did not, that see, I mean, but see, the competitive window for these two, Shapiro and Atkins, is running out. They've only got two years. I think it's coming on. But there is still that chance they still could be let go. I mean, the cynic in me wants to say, here's hoping. Because honestly, I, I'm I'm fed up with the two of them. I really liked that they brought in John Schneider after they got rid of Montoya because I was kind of sick of Montoya. But now I understand why Montoya, if the rumors are true, uh, why he was so ineffective in what he did. And what do you think the reason for that was based on what you heard? Micromanaging from the top. Okay, so what what does micromanaging? What does that term mean to you? What does it mean for the listeners? So in this in in this case, he was asked Montoya, and, and to a degree Schneider, in my opinion, was asked to do some moves, make some moves on the field that he didn't necessarily agree with, but knew that if he didn't make them, both of them knew if they didn't make them that their job would be in jeopardy. And obviously Montoya didn't have the success he did coming into last season uh, because he obviously got let go. Schneider took over, but the same result. And I get it. Schneider had a number of wins. Like he, he's been, he's been very, very good considering. But when it came down to the nitty gritty, some of those moves that you saw him make with the pitching staff, pulling guys out when they were seemingly in a good spot. I don't think you see a good manager do that in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's certainly it. I think what this team certainly now, the Alex, Alex is not going to in, in high. He's not coming. Alex is not coming back. There's no doubt about that. He's not going to come back. I don't blame him. This uh, this team is a dumpster fire right now, considering. Well, and that's it. Now, look at it. Look at what, what you know. Now, after the playoffs, we feel things are really going to happen. Things are going to go into tires here. You know, um, but 
the way they don't they don't deal with the media properly. That's the other side of it. I mean, I think we've heard for years, whether it be Blue Jays, the Maple Leafs, what what have you, even the Raptors to an extent. Um, and I don't necessarily subscribe to it, but I, I think we've heard that Toronto sports media is just so hard on these teams. But, you know, like they, they kind of ask for it because of the hype that they build, whether it's uh, through the fandom or if it at a corporate level. Um, part of it is that they do this to themselves. I, I don't disagree, but I think them they ask, but I, I feel that that they're just doing their job. You know, there are some good people in Toronto sports media. Oh, I think that the Toronto sports media is probably the best in Canada and probably top five in North America, maybe. It, it, it's uh, It's got to be hard being a... Uh, Toronto media sports personality. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now let's move to the Leafs. What are your thoughts on the first two games of the Leafs season and Austin Matthews and Tyler Bertuzzi got his first goal on Saturday as a Leaf on Saturday. I'm really excited for this hockey team right, right now. Austin Matthews looks healthy. I don't think he was healthy for two thirds or three quarters of the year last year, despite playing as well as he did. I think he had 85 points, um, you know, six goals in two games. Yeah. Just absolutely unreal. Uh, they brought in Ryan Reeves and, uh, honestly, I, 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 I'm not going to call him the difference maker, but you can tell that there is a different, level of confidence with those guys with him being on the bench in the dressing room and especially on the ice yes and um now they're playing the bat of the uh blackhawks tonight it's the connor uh, bedard show pardon it's the connor bedard show right yeah what are you what are your expectations of that game tonight well, I mean, anything can happen, right? Um, can can they start three and zero? Maybe. Uh, will Connor Bedard go off? Maybe. Um, it's uh, it, it's going to be a good hockey game either way. I, I I think that they're still struggling on the back end. Uh, it, it's uh, it's evident, in my opinion, that Samsonov has not looked great. Again, thank God for Austin Matthews and six goals in two games. But I can tell you, uh, with no shadow of a doubt, I know it's three games into the season after tonight. This team will look drastically different on the back end at the by the trade deadline. Uh, different in what way? In in a in a. Are they going to trade some pieces off or are they going to try to, or are they going to be sellers or buyers in your mind? No, I, I think they're going to be buyers and I think they just need to get a little bit, uh, 
a little bit tougher on the back end. Uh, I, they've got some puck moving defensemen. Um, they need to bring in a guy similar to what they had in Luke Shen last year at the deadline. Somebody that's hard nosed in the corners, uh, in their in their own end. Uh, somebody not, that's willing to drop the gloves in front of whoever's in net, whether it be Wall or Mer or um, Samsonov. Well, so how about this? Uh, so um, would you like to come back for a trade deadline show if all goes well next year? Yeah, man, absolutely. That would be fantastic. Why do we not come back after it? Why do we not uh, reconvene together? We can talk about what we thought of the trades at the trade deadline after the uh, the trade deadline. That that would be wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome stuff. Well, um, Brett, um, where can, as we sort of wrap up here, where can people um, find you online on Facebook? If they can, they friend you. Are they? Uh... Yeah, uh, Brett Brett Wills on Facebook. One T two L's. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it. I guess Twitter uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at Brettsky one nine eight four. I can be found on Instagram as Brettsky one nine eight four, and. Um, Apologies if I'm a little quiet between now and January 1, uh, heading in for some uh, pretty major surgery here in the next uh, two weeks. So, um, But I, I'm I'm grateful that you had me on, Allie, and uh, I'm looking forward to after uh, the new year and the trade deadline. Awesome stuff. So you can thank you so much and uh, and all the best for that surgery, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that, my friend. Oh, yeah, you know, you're always in my thoughts, always in my thoughts and prayers. And um, you can reach me by like, uh, you know, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page, search Broadcast Map, uh, Instagram threads, ATOM podcast 819. I am still on X at ATOM podcast 819, but not active on it anymore. So. But please do um, keep in touch and uh, we will uh, return with you for a Monday evening show when Ian Hunter will drop by for his second trip. Thank you so much once again, Brett, for um, coming on the show today. Thanks again for having me. It has been a pleasure. And stay tuned. There is Always excellent conversations taking place. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash. Like the Broadcast Map Facebook page by searching broadcast map. Stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way.